Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. We are here for round two of Routines and Habits. Let's get stuck in. So I named the month of May. Stuff this, it's too hard because May really can feel like pushing shit uphill. We are far enough away from the start of our fun-filled goal year and close enough to June and the middle of the year hump where we absolutely ask the question, what the hell happened to the first six months? So over the last month, we've looked mostly at breaking promises to ourselves and how that can enable the very behaviours that cause us to break our own promises and the embarrassment we may feel and hide that can prevent us from doing the very thing we need, which is to restart. So we all know that we either need to restart or simply start something about now. And this leads to the polarizing worlds of routines and habits. You either love it or you hate it. Routines and habits are the key to consistency, which is the key to achieving something, right? Whether it's a goal, whether it's a, you know, just even simple, just simple things. That's it. Sometimes the word goals pisses me off. And it makes this big imaginary mountain when really we just need to start with the little hills. So last week we focused on understanding the psychology of forming a habit, choosing habits that lead to success and then how to form those habits. Tonight we're going to be looking at the automatic nature of habits, setting up a reward system and the all important how long will it take question. So a small recap of some of the finer points from last week. Firstly, habits are not just something you do every day. You may do something more than once, but that won't make it a habit. What makes it a habit is when the repetition of a behavior becomes attached to both a mental cue and an environment. So when you think of an action, you perform it in the same place at the same time consistently and automatically. Under this definition, you don't necessarily need to do something every day or a thousand times for it to become a habit as long as three components are present, a cue, an action, and a reward. That habit also needs to occur regularly, be cued by a situation or something in your environment, and occur without thought. That's the automatic nature of it. So choosing the right actions to create habits that lead to success are super important. And I'm sure that that may sound weird, but we're all guilty of creating bad habits that we just don't think about. Just think about nail biting. Nobody sat down to decide, I'm gonna be a nail biter. It's generally not a habit that anyone wants. And I think that's an important point because we need to make our choices intentional so that the habits are helpful rather than hindering because we can choose to decide which habits are gonna be beneficial to us. We're never going to choose a bad habit, but that doesn't mean it won't form, all right? So they often are formed in a sort of weird sense of of control because nail biting actually gives the nail biter something to do with their anxiety. They're just left with a habit because they tend to do it at the same time, at the same moment, and that's it. 
All right, so that's how it happens. So unlearning a habit is pretty bloody hard. But if you look at, actually that I might answer the question to that in the end, so I'm gonna leave it. What I asked you to ask yourself last week was, what habits are you trying to build? And then to really cool your jets if you were starting with big sweeping changes, because once the habit is in place, you can scale it up. But you've got to start small to really understand what do I want to do, what cue do I want to set, and how am I going to habitually do it? If you do that in small sections, you're creating the sequence that you want the habit to occur in. Once you've got the sequence down pat, you can add the action after that. That's, e that's the easy bit. The action's the easy bit. It's setting the cues first. Once you've chosen the cues, that really shows you how to form the habits, right? And that's what we just talked about. So we used the example last week of brushing your teeth in the morning. You don't brush your teeth every time you walk into the bathroom. And you probably don't brush your teeth in bed just because it's morning. Environmental cues will trigger specific responses and that's how habits are formed. But what maintains them is chaining. The concept of if, then, when statements. If I brush my teeth, then I will floss. If someone offers me a dessert, I will say, no, thank you. You get the picture. If you need a bigger picture, go to last week's episode because that's going to explain it a bit more. But creating those types of plans in advance makes it easier to follow through on them. So what else could there possibly be? Well, there's a few things, actually. One I want to look at first is going backwards a little and asking why are habits hard to change and how do I change a habit? So what I love about the question is the answer, because the one thing that can solidify a habit is the exact same thing that can break it. Now, I've just told you that habits are automatic actions cued by environments. But what if the environment changes? So a lot of people find it harder to work out on the weekends, even though there is so much more time. Same if you go on vacation, you find that you leave all those habits behind. You know, well, I don't know very many people that take their exercise stuff on holidays. Actually, I pack my exercise stuff every time I go on holidays and I never use it. So when you move to a new house, you have to settle yourself into a new routine because your old one has been uprooted. Without the, extra, uh, without the structure of existing chains, then nothing's going to cue you to get moving. So the automatic nature of habits means that if a cue appears again, you'll go right back into your old routine. This is why it only takes a few days to get back into a routine after your vacation. That's why habits are hard to change, but it's also how to change a habit. Add in a different environment or intentionally look at what environment can I establish the habit in. Create the environment sometimes as a cue. If you want to break a habit, remove the environment or remove yourself from the environment. So if I use the nail biting as an example, my son is a nail biter. And he will go most of the day actually without biting his nails. But if he comes and sits down on the lounge at the same time at night when we all watch a bit of TV as a family, bang, he is in there, right? Now, we have said to him a thousand times, sit on your hands or sit on a different lounge. He is resistant. 
he will not do it because it's uncomfortable. He is a creature of habit. We are all creatures of habit. We like our same little spots on the lounge. We like our same little routines. And that's why it's difficult to break. But if you want to break a habit, look at your environment, shift your environment, break one of the cues. How cool is that? I love it. Simple and probably really annoying in its simplicity. But this is my motto. We seriously overcomplicate shit. Next, on my list, we also need to look at the reward component of what needs to be present to form a habit. So rewards are one idea from habit psychology that have pretty much made it into popular culture. Most fitness experts will recommend rewarding yourself for a workout. A lot of them do it wrong though. Rewards have been studied almost to death by behavioral psychologists. Rewards are a huge part of how to make something a habit, but you have to use the reward correctly or otherwise you're gonna get yourself into trouble. Giving yourself a reward at the end of the day or week or month doesn't actually work. Most of the time, people talk about rewarding themselves are picking rewards that are too large and too infrequent to make a difference. All right, so not only are big rewards like new clothes, new games, a vacation, a big night out, not effective, they can actually be harmful to developing habits. So a reward is not a prize that you set out to win in the end. It's a quick boost received immediately after you do something that makes you feel good about doing it. So somewhere along the line, the way we understand rewards has gotten warped. And I used to do this as well. If you are doing an action just for the reward, you are much less likely to follow through. So research on rewards shows that providing rewards that are too large or for actions you enjoy already actually make you less motivated. And if you are going to develop an exercise routine, say, or a writing routine or any routine that you want to build into your life, you need to actually like it. You're never, uh, you'll never last long doing things you hate. So doing things you hate is a terrible way to make something a habit. The traditional methods of rewards don't help you actually like anything better. They may even do the opposite. So using fitness as an example again, if exercise is something you suffer through to get a reward, you're still not very likely to exercise because you don't like it. If you use rewards the right way to make you like things you're already doing instead of trying to force yourself to do things you hate, they can be extremely effective. So good rewards have three key characteristics. They occur immediately after the action they are actually related to the action in some way and they are small. So a reward at the end of the day is not necessarily how to make something a habit. Rewards do not motivate behavior, they reinforce it, all right? So to reinforce a behavior, the reward needs to occur immediately. If you are training a pet, you don't wait to give the dog its treat at the end of the walk. It's not going to have any idea what that treat is about. You've got to do it at the time the behavior happened that you wanted to occur. And you do it immediately. And so they, they're not going to know, oh, well done, I sat on the road or sat off the road. They're just going to know that if I do certain, they're going to stop. 
they're going to get the reward and they're more likely to repeat the behavior. There will be a cue for them to repeat the behavior. But it doesn't make them like it. It doesn't make them want it more. It doesn't motivate them to do it. It just reinforces something that they've done. And that's how habits continue to occur when we reinforce it. So put another way, a reward doesn't help habit formation by giving you something to work towards. It helps you form the habit by making you feel good about the action you do for them. So immediate recognition means that just that, immediate, not 30 days, not 30 minutes. It needs to be pretty immediate after. The, so not like you don't go on the um, weights and then go and have your reward. It's finish the action in a total and then go and have the reward. Your brain responds to rewards rapidly in several ways. So the reward system of the brain includes a long list of brain areas related to processing them. Emotions, risk-taking, decision-making, movement, they're all related to the rewards area of your brain. They're super complicated. The whole system in the brain is super complicated and it houses one of the major pathways of the overall point um, being that the brain is really complicated. I like to stay away from complicated. But in some ways, it's also really simple. When your brain responds to a reward, it does so almost instantaneously. If you're going to associate a reward with action, the two need to be really close together. What's the saying? What we, when you fire together, it wires together. All right, so that's a neuroscience concept. Wire, what wires, fires together, wires together. If you fire the brain neural pathway together, it will absolutely wire together. And that's the importance. So then you need to have your reinforce that, reinforce those wires and you will get your habit, all right? The second part to that are that good rewards are directly related to the action. Now this is a critical part of how to make something a habit and something that people miss sometimes. Your reward needs to be something you can't get without doing the action. So the connection between, between the reward and the action doesn't need to be particularly large. Is there a coffee shop near your gym? A store you can browse in after the workout? Those are enough for habit formation. You only do it when you have completed the action you are wanting to build. So today, I was talking to a client and she needed to, to form a new habit. And so we said, okay, uh, I asked her what had disappeared from her habit because if she already had it, had it then something's changed. One of her little components has changed and, and it was more of that environment. The environment had changed. So we needed to create a new environment system for her to be able to do that. And one of the things she mentioned was that she actually really loves to have coffee in the morning. But she also loves to, she knows that she works out better in the morning. I don't know whether she's listening to me tonight. Um, so we looked at setting up that she couldn't have her coffee until she did the workout because it's more likely to she look to look forward to it because she absolutely loves the coffee. She doesn't hate the gym. She actually enjoys the gym. It's the getting there. The motivation doesn't come until after the action. All right. So if you give the reward, you can have a look at it. So that's what she was going to try out. So it's oh she can only do it once she's done her workout. That becomes the reward, and it will be specific to you. Rewards are going to be specific. 
What do you enjoy that's near uh, your gym if we're talking about exercise? It's about looking at um, what works for you, all right? Finally, the third part, good rewards are small. That doesn't even make sense, does it? Wouldn't a larger reward make you more motivated to work towards something? Well, yes, it would, at least until you actually receive the award, at which point your habit tends to disappear because you've gotten what you want. Remember, rewards shouldn't be used to motivate behavior. They reinforce it because we want the behavior to continue. That's why most people get to a goal and let it go. Because sometimes the goal is so hard to achieve that it becomes very tiring and they didn't reinforce the uh, behavior on the way. So they've gotten the reward. That's it. The brain says, oh, we've got it. Done. We don't have to do that anymore. We just need to consistently reinforce. Because what happens when you use rewards to motivate behavior is that you can disconnect from the actual habit. You can tell yourself that you're just doing it for the reward. That's why it's likely to fall off. And here's the kicker. If you get a big external reward for doing something that you're already doing because you like it, you start to shift your motivation. And this is what we will cover next week. The difference between internal and external motivation. They're really, really big in terms of setting habits and maintaining them. Now, I think I said somewhere that I would answer the elusive, how long does it take to form a habit? Well, that was just to suck you in. I have no idea how long it takes because as usual, the answer will be dependent on all the variables above. How annoying. It does also have a lot to do with next week's topic. So make sure you tune in to find out how they affect this whole sordid mess know the deal you can always contact me with a question if you've got a question in regards to anything that I've talked about I'm happy to answer thank you for joining me enjoy it very much I always do I hope you do hope you get something out of them um, love your work catch you later